We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How's everybody living? Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. We got another big episode in store for you guys today. I mean, with with the time of year that we're in right now, with where we're at in the recruiting calendar, it really feels like every episode is a big episode just with everything that's going on. Uh, the Ducks are coming off of their spring game, which is their biggest recruiting event of the year. Over 100 recruits in attendance, and you got five-star visits galore. Got some of those visit, uh, visitor updates over on DucksDigest.com. So there's no shortage of news right now on the recruiting trail for Oregon and Dan Lanning and really all of the major college football programs in the country. So we're going to be getting into uh, – a little bit of a recruiting-centered episode, obviously, uh, but specifically focusing on the state of Texas. That's what we're doing today. So excited for what we have in store for you guys today. Uh, I think that, um, well, a couple, couple of quick, uh, you know, housekeeping notes before we get into today's episode. You know, we're coming to you live on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Appreciate you guys. Uh, those of you that are tuned in live on YouTube, go ahead and do me a favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, if you're looking for Oregon recruiting, Oregon football recruiting, I'm your guy. Uh, the Ducks Dish podcast is your go-to podcast for all things Oregon recruiting. Uh, if you guys don't already know that, that means I'm not doing my job. But if you know me, you know I'm here for all of the Oregon football recruiting talk. So make sure you guys tap in and don't miss out. Also coming to you live on Twitter, my name right there on your screen, uh, at mtaurus sports for those of you that are new here. And then uh, just another piece of significant news uh, as we get into the, the top of the show here, this one coming out late Thursday night, uh, a little bit of a top schools update for one of the very best players in the entire country. I'm talking about 2024 defensive lineman Williams Nawanery out of Lee Summit North in uh, Lee Summit, Missouri. He's the nation's number one defensive lineman, and he has announced that he has narrowed his recruitment to a select 10 schools. Uh, the schools that made the cut on Thursday, just going to run through them real quick. You have Tennessee, 
the in-state Missouri Tigers, Alabama, Oregon, Georgia, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Old Miss, Nebraska, and Colorado. So Ducks are in some really elite company with some of the biggest names in the sport, but certainly a, a positive development for Dan Lanning and company here on the recruiting trail in 2024. Uh, if you guys didn't catch yesterday's episode, really, really good stuff from myself and Colin King. Um, really, really fun episode. Just talking about how Oregon is swinging for the fences in this 2024 recruiting class, specifically along the defensive line. If you guys have been reading my stuff, you knew some of the big names that were on campus in Eugene over the weekend for the spring game and how the caliber of defensive line talent is just on a different level lately. Uh, for in terms of the guys that are coming out to visit Eugene on unofficial visits right now. Um, I had a number of updates throughout the week, but the biggest one was probably Joseph Jonah Ajonye out of Conroe, Texas, Oak Ridge High School, who we're definitely going to be talking about quite a bit in today's episode, seeing that we have a Texas focus, the Lone Star State. Uh, but you also have Jordan Ross out of the state of Alabama, David Stone, who's at IMG Academy, uh, originally from the state of Oklahoma. He was on campus recently for Oregon. He's a big name along the defensive line. And you also have Elijah Rushing. So some really big names along the defensive line, whether we're talking about guys in the interior or guys on the edge with Elijah Rushing being one of the biggest targets for Oregon. Uh, top, you know, top five, top three, depending on what recruiting service you're looking at. Edge rusher in the country out of Sal Point Catholic in Tucson, Arizona. But as far as Williams Nawanery, just to get back to him, don't want to get too sidetracked on, uh, you know, the start of the episode, but Williams, Nawanery, uh, you know, big name, right? Biggest name that you can really find in the country for this 2024 cycle when it comes to defensive linemen. He's uh, rated a five-star consensus prospect on the 247 Sports Composite at 0.9971, ranked the number four player in the nation, the number one defensive lineman, and the number one player in the state of Missouri. And I want you to just just uh, keep that state in mind for a second, if you would. The state of Missouri. Who do we know that is from the state of Missouri? Maybe more specifically, Kansas City. Oh, that's right. Dan Lanning, the head coach of Oregon football. Uh, he's already doing some work in this recruitment, and uh, he's going to keep the Ducks in contention for the top defensive players in the country. Uh, that's really been the case since he got hired, certainly after getting through his first full recruiting cycle in 2023. But Williams DeWannery out of Lee's Summit, Missouri. That's the home state of Dan Lanning. And uh, the Ducks have been no strangers to the state of Missouri. I think I saw a comment here in the in the live the live chat talking about um, Missouri maybe being a, a, a pipeline here. And this this comment from uh, Andrew saying, Texas, Cali, and honestly, maybe Missouri. There's a lot of high-end talent in Missouri this year, and the Ducks have already scored one four-star from there. It would be smart to establish a foothold which is why I feel like it's a, this is a good way to start the show with this update on Williams and the wandering. You know, am I going to say that Oregon's in the driver's seat here? Uh, no, I'm not going to say that. But admittedly, I don't have a lot of intel. I haven't learned a whole lot about him specifically. But what I can tell you is that he's already taken a number of trips out to Oregon since Dan Lanning was hired, coming out in uh, August, just before the start of the 2022 season. And then also making it out in January. So he's been making some of those trips out to Oregon. Already has two unofficials, which kind of makes you think that they could probably be in a good spot for an official visit. And uh, official visits are what you want to get when you're in, comp in competition for these really highly rated guys with some of the best programs in the country. So 
that's kind of just, uh, you know, what we wanted to talk about. You know, Tioni Gray is the four-star defensive lineman that Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks flipped from Eli, Drink- Eli Drinkowitz and the Missouri Tigers in April. Big six foot five, about 300-pound defensive lineman out of uh, Hazelwood Central, I believe, in the St. Louis area. And then a number of other big-time prospects the Ducks are going after in that state as well. You're talking about um, St. Louis Christian Brothers College wide receiver Jeremiah McClellan, who's a four-star top 200 player in the 2024 class at wide receiver. He was on campus uh, for the spring game as well. And he has Oregon as a top school right now that he's working from. But uh, Ohio State looks like they're the projected leader right now, according to the 247 Sports crystal ball. Um, But those are kind of the main names to know in the state of Missouri. I think they were kind of going after Ryan Wingo for a while, but he looks like he's probably trending towards Georgia right now. And then Williams DeWannery is currently projected to Oklahoma. So we're going to have, like I said, uh, a big focus on Texas in this recruiting cycle. So I'm going to go ahead and get through some of the names that I wanted to talk about, some of the notable recruiting updates. I got a five-star update, a big one at that for you guys in this episode. Uh, I've been cranking out a bunch of interviews, uh, even in the last 24 hours, uh, a couple of them coming from the state of Texas. So I definitely want to share that intel and, and, and you know give it to you guys here on the show. Uh, but with that being said, uh, I want to try to do a little bit of a mailbag uh, towards the end of the show. Love kind of picking your guys' brains and, and interacting with you guys, seeing what's on your mind. Uh, so make sure you guys, if you have a question or a comment, throw that in the live chat and I'm going to do my best to get to it. Uh, probably going to go for about 30 minutes here today, just a bit of a shorter episode. If you uh, watch me a lot, you know that I'm not in my normal location. I'm back home in San Jose for the weekend, so I don't have my monitor to, to get the film up, but I'm still going to bring you guys that recruiting intel and that recruiting analysis that you come for all the time. So uh, with that being said, let's hop right into it, talking about how the state of Texas will play a big role in the success of Oregon's 2024 recruiting class. And maybe even 23, now that I think about it. But we'll touch more on that later. Uh, But just for starters, Oregon and the state of Texas in the 2024 recruiting class, the Ducks have already done some really nice work in the state of Texas so far landing a pair of verbal commitments out of the Lone Star State. We're looking at Forney Safety Aaron Flowers, who is already committed in this class. He committed to Oregon in a battle that really came down to Oregon and USC, with both of those schools being the last schools to get him on campus for visits. But that was a huge win for Dan Landing and the Ducks, and especially so uh, new safeties coach Chris Hampton, who comes over from Tulane, in my coverage of Aaron Flowers' recruitment, uh, I had that one covered You know, pretty much after he got offered. He told me that Chris Hampton was one of his first calls after he got in, uh, hired. I almost said invited, but after he got hired by Dan Lanning to uh, join the coaching staff in Eugene. So Aaron Flowers is uh, already a big piece and really the flagship of uh, the headliner, not flagship, but the headliner of Oregon's efforts recruiting the state of Texas here in the 2024 class, you know, six foot safety, 190 pounds, uh, top 115 player nationally, number eight safety in the country and the number 21 prospect in the state of Texas, solid four-star addition for the Ducks at is Aaron Flowers that we're talking about. And then another big name out of the state of Texas, maybe not a big name right now, but I think he's a guy who has a lot of potential to grow uh, in the 2023 season. You're looking at tight end commit Jackson Ford out of Melissa, Texas. Melissa, hi. 
which is also home to another big name that the Ducks are going after in the 2024 recruiting class, and that's Nigel Smith II, a big-time defensive lineman that has been out to Oregon lately. Um, so the Ducks have a shot there. They're involved with so many high-profile D linemen, like I said. Uh, you know, that's one of my priorities is kind of trying to to read between the lines and see who they really have a good shot with and try to cater my coverage uh, towards them. But the Ducks are already off to a hot start in the state of Texas. That's the that's the main thing that you need to know. Um, and then we got uh, we got a really big update, pretty important update on one of the top prospects in the state might actually be the top prospect in the state. We're talking about Conroe, Texas, Oak Ridge linebacker, Justin Williams. Uh, just to give you a little bit of background, if you're not familiar with Justin Williams, but if you follow Oregon recruiting for a while, you probably know that this is a huge name for the Ducks. He's uh, rated a five-star prospect on the 247 Sports Composite, recently got five-star status, I believe, 0.9897, number 17 player nationally, number two linebacker, and the number three uh, player in the state of Texas. He is uh, pretty much as big of a name as you'll find in the country at linebacker and is certainly the top target for the Ducks here in this cycle. The only linebacker that's rated higher than him is Sammy Brown out of Jefferson, Georgia. So uh, the Ducks are going after a lot of really big recruits here in the state of Texas, particularly at linebacker. And I talked to Justin Williams following his visit out to how uh, out to uh, Eugene for Oregon spring game. And I think that was his fifth trip out to Oregon. So uh, if you see a recruit that's making that many trips to a single school, I think it definitely legitimizes the buzz and the, the chances that that school has at landing that prospect. And I think that's the case with Oregon and Justin Williams. I think after this most recent trip out to Eugene, uh, I think right, my, right now my two cents on this is it's going to be hard for another team to beat the Ducks in this recruitment. Um, you know, he's a guy that the Ducks have been recruiting for a real long time. And there's uh, so many strong connections, especially with Dan Lanning and, and Tosh Lapoy. Uh, but you have a number of Texas connections that aren't necessarily coming into play on this recruitment, but you will see in the state of Texas, you have Texan natives. Um, will Stein, who, um, who, you know, coached at Lake Travis and was at UTSA before he got to Oregon. Uh, you also have Tyler Dean, who's on that Oregon staff, and I believe he had previous experience on the Texas A&M staff. So he's tapped in in the state of Texas as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, Dan Lanning worked at Sam Houston State, which I believe is in uh, the state of Texas. Yeah, Huntsville, Texas. So there's a lot of connections to the Lone Star State here, but uh, Justin Williams is definitely the biggest prospect that the Ducks are going after in, in 2024. Uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, a particularly notable quote that he had. Uh, maybe I can get into a couple of them. Just talking, I asked him about Dan Lanning's defense in the spring game, and he was saying, quote, that boy, Coach Lanning, got them boys hitting. I thought the defense played extremely well from last year to this year. They're not afraid of anything. I'm really excited to see where they go. Uh, he even gave a shout-out to Killerburger, which, as we know, uh, is uh, was founded uh, and ran is run by former Oregon running back legend LaMichael James. He said his favorite part of the visit Williams did was uh, just talking to the players. Quote, they're always so cool, just hanging around, chill, playing video games. So they're really starting to get a good connection with, with Justin Williams uh, as far as the players and this top linebacker target for Oregon. But really what it comes down to for Justin Williams is that the biggest thing standing out for him 
to him about Oregon if you haven't read it. And again, the full interview and all the quotes can be found over on Ducks Digest. The biggest thing with Oregon and Justin Williams is the potential. That was the biggest thing that stood out for him. He said, quote, what stands out the most about Oregon is the potential that they have. A lot of teams are good. A lot of teams are very good. But Coach Lanning, you don't know what that boy got coming next. So I think it's the potential, really. And I think that that was a notable quote to hear because, you know, Dan Lanning is trying to build an SEC caliber defense in Eugene. Um, you know, that's kind of been the the talk while uh, Mario Cristobal was the head coach at Oregon, bringing that SEC flavor to Eugene. And I think that you're seeing Dan Lanning do that, but the prioritizing uh, is really coming on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and, and with Oregon and this recruitment, it's really down to three schools, it seems like, for Justin Williams. You know, he's focusing on three programs in particular. You got Oregon, you have Alabama, and you have Georgia. And coming out of this visit, Williams is going to be taking trips to Georgia and Alabama uh, this month. So they're going to get a, their shot to impress him. But really, my feel for this in a recruitment that is probably going to go towards the end of summer, maybe early next season, is when Justin Williams is trying to announce his decision. I think the Ducks lead here. I think the Ducks lead for Justin Williams, you know, because of those, you know, I shared some of those notable quotes and the relationships that they've built. He said the staff was very genuine and that the love he sees from Oregon is just kind of on a different level than some of these other schools that are recruiting him, you know, probably different than Alabama and Georgia, but those are two programs that we know can recruit with the best of them. And they do it every year, you know, top three, top five classes all the time. But landing a guy like Justin Williams is the kind of recruit you need to go into the top five, which is kind of that, you know, hollowed ground that, you know, that target area that Oregon needs to get if they want to get back to the national title uh, and certainly to the playoffs. So those are kind of some of the notable updates on Justin Williams. But if we're talking about Oregon and the state of Texas, you've got to talk about um, Justin Williams because he's a guy that has had a high interest in Oregon for a long time. I actually thought the Ducks were the team to beat back in the fall uh, when he was working from a top six, but when Bama and Georgia offered, you know, they, they really kind of uh, solidified uh, themselves as contenders at this recruitment. And that's what we're continuing to see being reflected now. And then staying in the city of Conroe at Oak Ridge specifically, you have uh, one of Justin Williams's teammates, defensive lineman, Joseph Jonah Ajonye, who's a big time talent along the defensive line. Uh, I really like this guy's film. You know, he plays with violent hands and he moves really well. Um, let me see what he's listed at because he is a big guy playing on the defensive line listed at six foot four, 255 pounds. Uh, and you have Oregon going up against the likes of Oklahoma and, and Texas tech two schools that actually already have official visits set up with uh, this big time four-star defensive lineman, Joseph Jonah and Jonia. So the ducks do have some ground to make up here, but I think what could be helping them in this recruitment uh, one that also features Georgia, much like with Williams. You're seeing a lot of overlap in these two recruitments. Uh, Oregon's trying to get an official visit for jo Joseph Jonah Ajonye. With a, it's like he's trying to set up his next ones to Oregon or Georgia, but they're probably both going to get trips, it would be my guess. But Justin Williams and Joseph Jonah Ajonye have talked about teaming up at the next level uh, and continuing being teammates, right? So I think that the fact that they're considering that, they both visited Oregon on the same weekend, they both love the Ducks. I think you see that why there's some reason for optimism that these two guys could both end up Ducks in this 2024 recruiting class. Right now, I think that Justin Williams may be a little bit more likely, but I don't know. 
it's not too often that you find uh, situations like this where you have two really, really high caliber players in the same class on the same side of the ball at the same school. So it's a, a very unique wrinkle for Oregon recruiting in the state of Texas here in the 2024 class. But I've talked about him a lot, so I don't want to don't want to mention him too much because you guys can always go back and and listen to him on uh, and what I had to say in previous episodes. Uh, of the Ducks Dish podcast, but we also have another uh, an offensive lineman that the Ducks are in the running for in the state of Texas, and that is Sugarland, Texas, Fort Bend Christian Academy offensive tackle Bennett Warren, who measures in at six foot seven, three hundred and fifteen pounds. Um, just a little bit of his background on the two four seven Sports composite four star prospect, number one hundred and sixty four ranked player nationally, number ten offensive tackle, and the number thirty player in the Lone Star State. This is a guy who's visited Oregon, uh, and I have actually been able to talk to him before, and he loved what he saw from the Ducks. Uh, pretty safe to say that the Ducks will probably get an official visit for Bennett Warren. I've been seeing some other outlets reporting on his recruitment, and it looks like he is setting up his official visits right now. So um, I think that the Ducks are definitely in a good spot to get him back on campus for an official. And, and this is a guy who uh, has just about every offer you can imagine. 32 reported scholarship offers for Bennett Warren uh, on his 247 Sports profile. So he's kind of the name to know when it comes to offensive line recruiting for Oregon uh, in the state of Texas, right? But the Ducks are going after some big names outside of him uh, along the offensive line, right? You know, Brandon Baker, five-star Oregon offensive tackle. Uh, maybe not, not Oregon five-star offensive tackle. He's, he's uncommitted right now. I've got my words jumbled up, but He's the, he's the uh, brother of an Oregon legacy. Gary Baker played defensive line at Oregon. And Brandon Baker is a five-star caliber guy, number one offensive tackle in the country. So you can't talk about Oregon offensive line recruiting and not mention Brandon Baker. Uh, but they're also going after, uh, let's see, some other names. Uh, Jacon uh, McRoy from Pinson, Alabama, Clay Chalkville High School. He's a big name that you got to look at for Oregon along the offensive line. You also have Isaiah Garcia out of Corner Canyon in Draper, Utah. And then the Ducks already have Fox Crater committed in the 2024 class. So that's a little bit of a note on Oregon offensive line recruiting. But Bennett Warren is certainly a name to watch as well. So you got really talent from all over the field, you know, different sides of the ball. You have Aaron Flowers on defense at safety, Justin Williams at linebacker, Joseph Jonia at Jonia at defensive line. Uh, so there's a lot of serious talent out of this state, as uh, you, you we all all know. Um, and then another corner who kind of popped up on campus for a visit this past uh, this past weekend for the spring game, a, a name that I was familiar with, but uh, honestly hadn't seen too much buzz for in regards to uh, Oregon and you know their chances in that recruitment, but. Uh, Another DB that Oregon's going after here in the 2024 class out of uh, out of the state of Texas is uh, Mario Buford out of DeSoto High School. Uh, he's a, a big time corner, I want to say. I'm stalling a little bit so I can get his uh, get his profile up. Four star guy on the 247 Sports composite. Mario Buford is uh, number 320 player nationally, number 28 cornerback, and the number 55 player in the state of Texas. I don't think that Oregon's necessarily in the driver's seat here or maybe even a top school. We'll have to see if he uh, whittles down his 18 reported scholarship offers. I think there's been some buzz uh, linking him to the Nebraska Cornhuskers, 
who are currently viewed as the 247 Sports Crystal Ball leader. Uh, but DeSoto isn't a, a school that Oregon uh, that's new to Oregon. The Ducks did recruit 2022 wide receiver Stephon Johnson Jr. out of DeSoto. Uh, he was a verbal commit to Oregon, and then he ended up flipping or decommitting, I should say, uh, amid the coaching change from Mario Cristobal to Dan Lanning. And he ended up going to Oklahoma State before hitting the transfer portal this past season, following one year in Stillwater and coming back to his home state of Texas to play for the Houston Cougars. So Mario Buford, not necessarily a top target for Oregon, but maybe they made up some ground in this one. And he's worth a mention if we're talking about the state of Texas. And then another one that we need to mention, uh, I think I saw him mentioned in the comments, is uh, Terry Bussey, Terry Busey. Uh, I want to say, I'm not sure how to say his, his name uh, exactly, but probably Terry Bussey. Uh, he's a big-time athlete, nation's number one athlete in the 2024 recruiting class, according to the 247 Sports Rankings. Important to note, that's not the composite, but the 247 Sports Rankings, they have him as a five-star, rated at 98, number 17 player in the nation, number one athlete, and number four player in the state of Texas. He's uh, listed as an athlete, but he plays a lot of wide receiver, and he just placed Oregon in his top schools with some seriously big names. Other schools in contention for Terry Bussey, along with Oregon, you got Florida, Alabama, Texas, Texas A&M, and Oklahoma. So certainly no shortage of big competition for the Ducks with Terry uh, Bussey. Um, you know, honestly, a guy that I hadn't heard too much about until they landed in his top schools, but maybe now he's, he's worth keeping an eye on and he'll make his way out to Eugene for a visit. Plenty of time there. You figure seeing that he's working from a top 10, uh, and we know the, the coaches have been on the road in Texas lately, uh, in the spring evaluation period here. So maybe they make their way out to Timpson to get some time in front of Terry Bussey, the wide receiver. Ducks already have a couple of wideouts committed right in this 2024 class with Jordan Anderson. Uh, out of Newport Harbor and Tyser Denmark out of Philadelphia, both big time wide receivers here in the 2024 class. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ducks are also recruiting a number of talented wide receivers. Uh, you got Ryan Pelham, Jeremiah McClellan, who I already mentioned, Dylan Gresham, who's also out of Southern California, Aaron Butler out of Calabasas, Oregon going against Colorado, Alabama, and Georgia in that one. So there's a lot of big names at wide receiver that the Ducks are going after. But you can see here from this episode that there is just so much talent in the state of Texas. And I want to add another note about why I think 
Texas is so important for Oregon here in the 2024 recruiting class and, and really beyond, right? Because there's not, it's not like Texas is only going to have good talent in the 2024 class. They're also going to have a lot of guys in the 2025 class. They already do. But Oregon is a school that needs to recruit nationally. We all know that. That's been the case for a really long time. But I think the coach that really started to drive that point home was Willie Taggart. Uh, you know, however you feel about him, I think he's really the coach that you need to credit with taking Oregon recruiting up another notch. And in the process, he brought over Mario Cristobal from Alabama. Mario Cristobal picked up right where he left off, took it to a new level. Dan Lanning comes in, blueprint's already there. He's already seen the blueprint himself at Georgia and Alabama as well. And he's just poised to take it to another level. So you're going to keep pushing East. But the thing that's kind of happened with pushing East is at least, you know, logically, it seems like the further east you go, the tougher it is to land a player, which I think is true. But this staff is really tapped in in the state of Texas, which makes them, I think, the, the most realistic hotbed for talent for Oregon to really tap into here in the 2024 class, and we're already seeing it. That doesn't mean that you don't want to still go after your Floridas, uh, your Mississippis. They offered a 2025 quarterback in Mississippi, a, a crafty lefty this week. I think his name is Deuce Knight, but I'm not exactly sure. But he's a big-time guy that the Ducks offered. They're staying active in that area. Georgia, another one. Alabama, obviously. So you're pushing really far east and plenty of offers in Florida as well. You already have a commitment from 2025 wide receiver Dallas Wilson out of the Tampa area. But as you push east, it's going to get harder. But I think that that Oregon is really set up to succeed in the state of Texas. They already have two commits from the state, and I think that list is only going to grow I went through some of the big targets that they're going after here in the 2024 recruiting class. And I think they have a really good shot with a, with multiple guys that I've mentioned here. Right. And there might even be a couple that I didn't get to. So maybe I'll have to revisit Texas here, but uh, the Oregon staff is definitely prioritizing Texas and uh, Aaron flowers is really the face of their recruiting efforts in Texas right now. Big time safety that the ducks landed over uh, USC. So that's kind of my spiel and kind of what I have on the importance of Texas and Oregon recruiting for the 2024 class. Number of really talented guys there. Uh, some of them who we have updates on over on ducksdigest.com. And I just want to say, I don't want to plug this too much, but if you guys are not already reading ducksdigest.com, that's where you can find my interviews. That's where you can find the latest news and updates. And then follow me on Twitter at mtourissports. Uh, I'm all over the place. I try to be all over it. So just want to make sure that you guys are tapped in over there. So um, let's see here. What else we got? We got Brooks says Lone Star Ducks. Yep, there are definitely plenty of Lone Star Ducks. Uh, I mean, even in the 2023 recruiting class, you saw how big it was for the Ducks to go into the state of Texas. You saw Terrence Green, who's a big-time defensive lineman. Ashton Porter, another big-time defensive lineman, uh, edge rusher kind of guy. He's an Under Armour All-American. Uh, you have Tyler Turner, big-time safety out of uh, out of San Antonio area. He's a former Baylor commit that Matt Powich flipped to Oregon before he ended up going back to Waco to become Dave Aranda's defensive coordinator. Um, I'm trying to think of what other guys they got from the state of Texas here in the 2023 recruiting class. So I'm gonna look it up and just you know kind of kind of be my own resource here. Let's see who else they got in the 2020 2023 recruiting class out of the state of Texas. Come on. We got this. We can get to this page. All right. So 
I have the class pulled up now. They also got Ashton Kozar, a wide receiver out of Marcus High School in Flower Mound, Texas. So you're getting some of that offensive skill talent as well. But you're also going in there for some big talent in the trenches, some big bodies. Johnny Bowens out of Converse, Texas, Judson High School, six foot three, 265 pounds. He was an Adidas All-American uh, that I got to see out in San Antonio. So he's another big time guy that they got out of the state of Texas. And uh, I want to say that's it as I continue scrolling here. Um, I think that is. Yeah, it is. And then you can also throw in Junior Angle out if you want, but he's because he transferred from Texas. But uh, he's originally out of the state of Utah. So Lone Star Ducks, you got to have them. And they're going to play a huge role in the success of this program. Uh, up the SCO comments, nice. We got Desert Ducks and Lone Star Ducks landing for sure, bringing the South to Eugene. Yeah, he most definitely is. Uh, I talked in uh, an earlier episode this week about how the Ducks are in an awesome spot with Jordan Ross out of Birmingham, Alabama, Vestavia Hills High School. He just released the top eight before his visit to Oregon, I want to say, and I think that Oregon's in the lead for Jordan Ross. You know, you see guys like Steve Wolfong, who's one of the best in the business. He's reporting that the Ducks have a good chance uh, with, with uh, Jordan Ross after that visit. So, uh, you know, it's kind of lining up with what I'm hearing. And uh, I think that the Ducks will definitely get an official visit for him. He got to spend a lot of time with Jurion Dickey in his visit to Eugene, playing some basketball and just kind of going around the town with you, with, uh, with Dickey and Eugene and the campus. So that's big. Brooks saying, Oregon's fixing to have some good Tex-Mex and barbecue food soon. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, I remember when I talked to Justin Williams, he had that shout out to Killer Burger. So uh, definitely going to have some some more good food spots for sure. But Everett says the Duck brand is so strong nationally. Coach Dan is leveraging that well. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I think that uh, you know that Duck brand means a lot. You know, I'm I'm hearing that I was talking to T.J. Lindsay, who's a big time defensive lineman out of Arkansas. He was on campus for the spring game, and he was saying, "I've always liked Oregon. I've always liked the brand. You know, I want to build a brand." And that's part of what Oregon's bringing to the table in these conversations with recruits is it's not necessarily just shelling out a bunch of NIL money. It's, Hey, this is how our NIL program is structured. This is how we built the Oregon brand, which has become synonymous to a degree with the Nike brand. Come over here and work with the best people in the business in that regard and build your brand with the ducks. So that national brand means something. Everybody knows about that. Oh, whether you're in Eugene or you're in New York or you're in the South or you're in Florida or the Midwest, wherever it is, that Oregon brand is going to carry some weight and Dan Lanning's doing an awesome job leveraging that on the recruiting trail. No doubt about it. Andrew says double up on Williams. Uh, you get Williams, uh, you get Justin Williams and Dylan Williams. Yeah. The ducks are looking to add a pair of Williams. Williams is, here in the 2024 recruiting class with Justin Williams out of Conroe, Texas. And then the other linebacker, Dylan Williams out of Long Beach, Poly, right in my back, my backyard, like five to 10 minutes away from me, uh, the Jackrabbits program. They have their college showcase next week. Uh, and I'm planning to be in attendance in Long Beach to uh, check in with Dylan Williams. So keep an eye out for an update there. Uh, if you guys don't know about him, you know, he's a big time linebacker here in the 2024 recruiting class decommitted from USC in the fall. And I think Oregon has been in the driver's seat for Dylan Williams ever since then. However, still waiting for him to schedule that official visit. I bet it lines up pretty nicely with his commitment timeline, but we'll have to see. 
lot of schools involved for Dylan Williams, who's one of the best linebackers in the country. You got Michigan, you got Miami, UCLA, Michigan State. Those are some of the big time programs that are still giving chase here along with Oregon for Williams. So if you can get both of those guys, I I had a tweet about it earlier today. You know, Oregon's dream scenario for linebacker recruiting in the 2024 class has both Justin Williams and Dylan Williams. And you have Kamar Matuti. He's a big time linebacker target for the Ducks out of Southern California. Tosh Lapoy, I believe, just recently stopped by Campbell Hall High School, which is in Valley Village, California, you know, kind of Hollywood area um, and the home of uh, Kamar Matuti. So he's a big name as well. And you also have Braden Platt out of Yelm, Washington. He's one of the most athletic linebackers you'll find anywhere in the country. So he's a big-time guy that you got to watch for in this class, without a doubt. Another one from Bud. Greetings from Las Gatas. San Jose is just down 17 or 85. Absolutely. No, I'm very familiar with Las Gatas. Spent a lot of time there growing up and uh, have quite a few friends from out that way. So shout-out to Las Gatas. Um, here's another one from Bud. Uh, Matt. <laughs> Maybe meant to cite Max. How, how much do you think you and uh, how much? Here it is again. Another comment. How much do you think NIL is a factor in recruiting high school players and college players? See, this is an interesting question because um, you know I've, I've I've learned a little bit more about the impact of of NIL on Oregon and and college football recruiting of late. You know, definitely in this past year since it's become so much more prevalent. But I don't think it's so much about just you know throwing money at players. I think it's more about, um, you know, bringing players in, having that NIL portion, that NIL presentation part of the visit and just showing them how they can make, you know, make not necessarily just make money, but, you know, branding deals and, you know, opportunities to build your platform. I think that kind of carries some weight and it's why Oregon, along with, you know, a select number of schools in the country has remain you know really still competitive for a number of the best recruits because they check that box and you know that's been a priority here and again i'm not saying that oregon i'm not saying that oregon is is paying recruits a lot of money i'm saying that a big part of the strategy with nil has to do with just showing them what the program can do for them and the opportunities that they can have but if we're going to zoom out a little bit and talk about college transfers and again i'm not talking about oregon specifically here so don't anybody go putting words in my mouth, but if we're just zooming out and talking about college players, maybe talking about transfer portal, I think that could be where you see some of these schools spending a little bit more in the transfer portal. Um, I think that it just makes a little bit more sense, right? When you've seen how the transfer portal has affected the recruiting dynamic, uh, you're seeing high school guys, some cases, junior college guys getting overlooked by schools across the country because they don't need to go into the high school ranks. They don't need to go to the junior college ranks to find guys that are ready to go and can impact their program right now. You can just go to the portal, find a guy who's played a lot of football somewhere. If he's pretty productive or if he's very productive, depending on how selected you be, you go in and you tab him, your guy, and then maybe that's where you see some more of the spending in the portal for college players. So you never know. Uh, another one from Andrew here. Uh, says also considering that Texas will almost be forced to start Arch next year because he didn't sign to sit. Do you think the Ducks could be on? You could could be in on Malik Murphy if he portals out next year. See, that's an interesting name that you ask about because he was one of the biggest recruits coming out of high school, coming out of Unipro Sarah in Gardena, California, 
where the Ducks got Roderick Pleasant in the 23 class and where they're heavily recruiting cornerback Dakota Fields in the um, 2024 class out of Sarah. So they're no strangers to Sarah. And I think that if Malik Murphy were to hit the transfer portal, he would be without a doubt, one of the biggest names available at the quarterback position uh, signing as a former high four-star guy in the 2022 class uh, with the Texas Longhorns. He had offers from the who's who of college football. He was an elite 11 passer that I got to see a couple times in person and the Duke can absolutely rip it. So I think if Oregon or if Malik Murphy were to hit the transfer portal, I think that Oregon would be very smart to get involved there and to at least go after him, seeing that uh, honestly the Ducks haven't done a whole lot when it comes to top West Coast recruits at quarterback out of Southern California in particular. Um, I really don't think they've done a whole lot necessarily. I'm trying to kind of rack my brain and think about some of the guys that they signed, but really since Travis Johnson out of Servite in Anaheim in the Trinity League, he was a former quarterback at Oregon that I think has now since won a Super Bowl and moved over to wide receiver playing for the Bucks, I believe. So, you know, a lot of these top SoCal quarterbacks have not traditionally been going to Oregon. So maybe you see the transfer portal, uh, you know, really pay off for the Ducks, you know, being able to go into the portal and, and look for a, a high caliber quarterback. You know, they didn't get DJ Uyunglele. He went to Clemson. And, um, you know, they gave their best shot. They pulled out all the stops to get DJU, but he ended up at Clemson. And then now that he's back on the West Coast, he's at Oregon State. And a lot of people think that uh, he could be the quarterback that takes the Beavs to the next level because they've been, you know, a quarterback away and they really check a lot of boxes. And then Bryce Young obviously went to Alabama after formerly being committed to USC. Uh, and then Nico Iamaliava from um, Warren High School in Downey. I got to see him play last year. He's a freak of an athlete, uh, every bit of 6'6". Now he's in Knoxville playing for Josh Heupel and the Volunteers. So especially seeing that Oregon hasn't necessarily had a very high success rate with some of these top SoCal quarterbacks in recent years, uh, Malik Murphy would be an awesome opportunity for them to get involved there. Uh, got, um, got another question from Bud. Do you think Van Buren will be our second 2024 quarterback commitment? I think at this point in time, uh, I would definitely say that Michael Van Buren out of Baltimore, Maryland, St. Francis Academy is looking like the most likely quarterback to commit to Oregon, uh, here in the 2024 class. Now that the ducks already have a verbal commitment from Phoenix, Arizona, sunny slope quarterback, Luke Moga. Uh, who is one of the fastest, one of the most athletic and versatile quarterbacks here in the 2024 class. Van Buren, of course, working from a final three of Oregon, Penn State, and the in-state Maryland Terrapins. I think that's how you say their name. Um, I was kind of debating if I wanted to try to say their mascot, so I hope I got that one right. But uh, I think given the frequency of visits to Oregon for Michael Van Buren, that's obviously playing into Oregon's favor. Uh, we probably worth noting that the Ducks having the Elite 11 Regional in Eugene, not the Ducks having it, but the Elite 11 Regional being in Eugene um, for this, the day after the spring game that was last Sunday. I think that definitely pulled a little bit of weight and uh, carried a bit of weight and helped the Ducks pull Michael Van Buren back out to the West Coast for another visit. But we all know that both he and Luke Moga visited in the same weekend. So I'm actually maybe trying to uh, I'm trying to get an interview with Luke Moga, and I definitely would be curious to pick his brain on that one just to kind of say, you know, two quarterback classes, they don't happen every cycle. Oregon hasn't done it since 2020. How do you feel about that two-quarterback dynamic? You know, have you and the staff talked about that? 
have you and you know Michael Van Buren maybe talked about that? Are they you know good friends now? You know who who knows what it is. Um, but I really do think um, I really do think that Oregon's probably the front runner there, and they have an awesome shot for Van Buren, who has currently set a commitment date for July eighth. But maybe things could change there. If you know me, you know I'm happy to be drinking a Snapple in the Ducks Dish podcast. Not sponsored yet. Need to be sponsored. If I can get Snapple iced tea to to sponsor this show, I don't even know what I would do. I don't even know what to to you know not wager, but you know if this then that. But that'd be insane. I'd be like the happiest guy ever. So I think that's absolutely huge. So love Snapple. Uh, if I had a P.O. box, I'd say send me some Snapple, but I don't have a P.O. box, so we're not going to do that. But I digress. I just wanted to get a quick water break. Let's see what else we got here. Um, another one from Up the Sco. Question is, do you think Lanning and the staff have commits wait to go public? If so, explain the strategy if there is one. Yeah, I, this is an awesome question. I love this question, and I've thought about it so much for a really long time. And uh, before I break it down, I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is absolutely. Because we've seen so many times at Oregon, at other schools like Ohio State and Michigan, when one commit pops, it can be like an avalanche on the recruiting trail. And you can get a bunch of different guys hopping in. So that's why I'm a little bit surprised coming out of the spring game. You know, there's a couple guys that I feel like Oregon's in a really good spot with. I'm surprised that we haven't seen more movement more activity on the recruiting trail with uh, Luke Moga, the 2024 quarterback, and then Casey Kelly, the former Ole Miss tight end. Those are the two most recent guys that we've seen commit to Oregon, um, you know, with Moga committing the day before the spring game on Friday, the 28th, and then with uh, Casey Kelly announcing his commitment last Saturday, uh, April 29th. Uh, it's been a little quiet on the recruiting trail, but I'm telling you, I don't know who it's going to be, and I'm not really sure how we're going to be able to tell but there's going to be a commit out there uh, that, you know, kind of starts that second wave and we'll have like, you know, maybe three, four or five guys commit in a week. I just think we've seen all these other programs at the top of the sport, like some of the ones that I've mentioned already go on these big runs. And, you know, I'm doing these interviews, I'm talking to sources and I just know Oregon's run is coming. So that's why you guys got to stay locked in, but we've seen how big of a role, momentum plays on the recruiting trail. So I would not be shocked at all if, you know, there's a number of guys that are ready to pull the trigger and, and, you know, the, the coaching staff wants it to align with a certain timeline. So it's, it's hard to prove that. And I don't really think that you can, but after at least not prove it definitively after, you know, and maybe asking after the fact, I guess, you know, after you sign a class, maybe that's a good signing day presser question, but um I think that it just after covering this team for as long as I have, I think that that's something I'm I'm pretty confident in saying um, that the staff definitely wants to work with the commits to to let them have their moment, but also how can we how can we benefit from this decision from this announcement that's uh you know going to help move us up the rankings and and you know honestly have like a ripple effect across the country you know because you're recruiting multiple guys at multiple spots and um, you know. I don't know with which positions or which players, but there might be certain guys that they're not willing to wait for if someone else uh, is, is willing to hop on board. So I think that uh, I think that laying the staff probably does have do have commits wait to go public, um, but it's a little bit hard to say for sure. 
one way or another, but that's kind of just my thoughts on it. Love that question. Keep sending in those questions. You guys can also comment on the video if you're watching on replay or send me a DM at mTaurus Sports. Always open to more comments and questions for the mailbag. Uh, love doing those. So get those last questions and comments in. Probably going to be winding down here in just a few, but we're kind of just hanging out answering questions. So appreciate you guys for tuning in. Another one from Andrew. And I and it's a long shot, but the number one athlete in the nation, Terry Bussey, included Oregon in his top group. Uh, why not shoot for the moon and aggressively pursue him? Yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't. Um, the thing is with me, I just feel like I have a pretty decent sense on who Oregon's going after um, in this 2024 class. Uh, you know, we already mentioned a bunch of the name at, names at wide receiver that they're going for. You know, Ryan Pelham out of Long Beach Millican, uh, Jeremiah McClellan out of Christian Brothers, um, and then you also have Dylan Gresham out of San Jacinto in Southern California. I think all of those guys are probably a little bit more of a realistic shot. Uh, in terms of who you could see commit to join Oregon in the 2024 class. We talked about Aaron Butler on yesterday's show, how he's getting predicted to Colorado now. Not super shocked on that one. I mean, I knew the Oregon staff would knock that visit out of the park and he would love the Ducks, but with his dad playing with Deion Sanders in the NFL, I think I think that's just too significant of a connection and a shared experience. I think if, if you go to if you go and play professional football with a guy and you know, you're great friends and everything. And then he pops up as a coach later on down the line and you have a major recruit. I feel like you're going to feel more comfortable sending him to be coached up by somebody that you played in the league for. I don't think that means that Oregon's out of it for Aaron Butler, who's also a wide receiver here like Terry Bussey. That's why I'm mentioning him, but I think, you know, he just loves Colorado. So I wouldn't be shocked. And, you know, he wants to go play with some of the best and going against some of those top cornerbacks that the Buffs had signed with Travis Hunter and Cormani McLean from back-to-back classes playing for the Buffs would, would let him do that. So I think that one's definitely uh, an interesting one, but yeah, you've got to go for Terry Bussing. Maybe you get him on campus. Maybe you go see him on the recruiting trail during the spring eval period, pop up at a showcase and, and maybe you can make that one interesting. Uh, and then another one from Bud. Thanks Max for your time and expertise. Much appreciated. Go Ducks and go Warriors, absolutely go Warriors. If you guys know I'm a Bay Area native, tied up that series 1-1 against the Lakers yesterday behind a crazy outing from my guy, Clay Thompson. Eight threes made in one game. That's crazy. Love it and uh, love the dubs. Another question here. I know modern day is traditionally a USC pipeline, but other than Baker, any idea if there are other modern day players who could end up in Eugene Absolutely. I think that two names come to mind when you're looking at guys that could could very well end up in Eugene. Maybe not very well, but could end up in Eugene. Uh, the biggest one that you have to know is a, a guy that I've covered quite a bit, a recruit that I really, really like. I love his game. Great kid. Nate Frazier, uh, modern day's starting running back. Um, and I mean, that is a crazy loaded backfield in Santa Ana. Um, you have Elijah Brown, who's the quarterback. Uh, for the for the Monarchs, and, and he's not as highly coveted as you would expect, but the guys only lost one game in high school. Oregon was kind of involved there, but it's looking like it's kind of shifting that recruitment to some of the other Pac-12 schools um, like UCLA, uh, Arizona State with Kenny Dillingham, maybe Stanford. So not super involved with Elijah Brown, but I really like Elijah Brown as a quarterback. But Nate Frazier is one of the most coveted running backs in the country. 
you know, a top all-purpose back. I kind of see a little bit of Sean Dollars, who is a former Oregon uh, running back that went to modern day after transferring from Rancho Cucamonga. Um, I do see a little bit of Sean Dollars in Nate Frazier's game because Sean Dollars was a top all-purpose back coming out of uh, modern day in 2019. And Nate Frazier is nowhere near his potential. He's just getting, you know, kind of scratching the surface there. That's what all the coaches I've talked to say about Nate Frazier. Uh, but you have some big schools that are giving chase along with the Ducks. You got Alabama, you got Georgia, um, you got Washington. Nebraska is another school that uh, Nate Frazier, the running back on a modern day, has also visited recently. But all that said, I still think that Oregon leads for Nate Frazier, who is as electric of a running back as we'll find anywhere in the country. And then he's also sharing that backfield with Jordan Davison, a five-star running back in the 2025 class and Ajon Bryant, who's a, a really dynamic, shifty playmaker in that backfield for modern day as well. But Nate Frazier's the other big name you have to know if we're talking Oregon football recruiting at modern day. Brandon Baker, I love where the Ducks sit there, but that one's got a real long way to go. And then the other name to know, at least in the 2024 class, we got to flip over to the defensive side of the ball, Zabian Brown, cornerback uh, for the Monarchs. He's got a top four of Oregon, USC, Ohio State, and Alabama. I think the Ducks are going to be getting an official visit on July 1st. That's just the uh, the buzz that I was hearing, and I think that other outlets were reporting that. So I got a fact check on that one, but I think the Ducks are going to get an official visit. Demetrius Martin, Rashad Wadud, Oregon, Southern California staffers, and, and those connections in Southern California are in full effect there. Uh, and then you look at the success that the Ducks have had, uh, at corner with Christian Gonzalez going first round of the New England Patriots and Demetrius Martin's longstanding record as a great developer of talent. And I think he got a great shot there for Xavier Brown there, uh, especially considering that uh, Oregon's had a lot of success recruiting top DBs out of SoCal, but USC is not going to go away easy in that one. I also don't think they're going to go down easy in the Dakota Fields recruitment out of Unipero Sarah. I think that Dakota is down to Oregon and USC in that recruitment, but don't know a decision timeline just yet. That's another guy I'm hoping to see next week at the Sarah College Showcase. Uh, and then the other name you have to know at modern day that I think the Ducks are at least kicking the tires on, if not trying to shoot their shot with, uh, for lack of a better phrase, is Aiden Breland, who's one of the top defensive linemen in the 2024 class. He's been all over the country, you know, Ohio State, Penn State. I want to say he's also been out to Miami. I don't think he's super tightly connected to Oregon. Doesn't seem like the Ducks are crazy involved there, but I kind of hear some rumblings that they could be a, a team to watch. I think that's from Greg Biggins of 247 Sports, if I'm remembering that correctly. So Aiden Breland, another name you got to watch for Oregon in the 2024 class out of modern day. So that's all I have for you guys on this episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. The usual favors, just take a second out of your day to like the video, Subscribe to the channel if you're not already and hit that notification bell so you don't miss out on my future Oregon football and Oregon football recruiting coverage, live streams, videos, whatever it is, I have it. Uh, if you want Oregon football recruiting, I'm your guy. And then uh, definitely want to have you guys, uh, you know, go check out DucksDigest.com. That's where I do all of my written coverage covering the Ducks and uh, a lot of good stuff over there as the recruiting ramps up in the class of 2024. But that's all I had for you guys. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to talk some duck football with me, talk some crouton, and I'll see you guys in the next episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.